Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. This is the People in Places Extra Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Watlington. So glad you're with me for this episode as we kick off Black History Month, talking with some influential African-Americans from right here in Eastern North Carolina. And my guest today definitely fits that bill. She's become a social media influencer over the last couple of years, and it's all because of her love for cooking good food. She's gone viral on social media, on TikTok, on Instagram as Spilling the Sweet Tea. But in real life, her name is Carlina Davis, and she's a Kinston native. If you haven't seen my People in Places feature on Carlina, after the episode, go to WNCT.com, click on the On Your Side tab. There you'll find the People in Places page where you can watch the video feature that aired on WNCT 9. Today, though, the full conversation with Carlina Davis, how she took on the Spilling the Sweet Tea moniker, and what's happened since one particular video earlier this year went viral. The name Spilling the Sweet Tea, how did that come about? So I came up with Spilling the Sweet Tea. Spilling the Sweet Tea is my food blog. And I came up with that um, back in 2017, kind of a play on words, you know, spill the tea kind of means I'm going to share the gossip or share the word on the street. And I, um, in the South, as you know, in North Carolina, all we do is drink sweet tea. So I put it together and came up with Spilling the Sweet Tea to share my favorite Southern recipes with, you know, the people who follow me. So that's kind of how the name got started. (laughs) Speaking of Southern recipes, you're from Kinston. So uh, how did that love of food come about when you were younger down in Lenore County? I am from Kinston, born and raised, Kinston High School graduate. My mom, my mother taught me how to cook. So I um, would uh, get in the kitchen with her and make preserves and she would, you know, freeze food in the summer. So I was shucking corn and shelling butter beans when I was a kid. And I I started cooking with her. And then I grew up in a small business. So my mom and my dad would be in the business until it closed. And once I got us probably maybe middle school, they would say, better be something on the table when we get home, you know, because we have to stay here until about five o'clock. So I started making meals on my own, probably around 12 or 13. Wow. So got started young and you, I guess, found a couple of things you really liked that I would assume have stuck with you through life. And now some of those things you made as a kid, you now make for, for your children and your family. Absolutely. Absolutely. I do. I have a six-year-old daughter. She loves to help me cook. So the things that my mom taught me and showed me as a kid, I am now teaching her. And that means a lot to me. You know, I think some of the old fashioned Southern recipes have gotten lost, you know, um, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful my mother taught me so I can share it with my daughter. I first uh, became familiar with you late last year, some of your TikToks and Instagrams and whatnot. And uh, I found out you were from from North Carolina. I said, OK, I've, I've got to talk to you. And it was just this week a friend of mine sent me a TikTok of yours uh, kind of highlighting King's Barbecue and the pig and a pup, kind of their famous, yeah. you know, hush puppy barbecue sandwich. And you were making your own there at home. Yes. Why did you do that? Why did you want to show some love to King's Barbecue in your hometown? I was craving a pig and a pup. I went to Kinston High School, so the, the location near Kinston High School was one I visited a lot. And I haven't been home since Thanksgiving. And I was craving it. I don't have a pit. I don't have a whole hog. I had a crock pot. 
and I definitely have a good hush puppy recipe. So I put the um, video together and I wanted to let people know that this wasn't something I came up with. This is from King's Barbecue in Kansas, North Carolina. They have amazing chopped barbecue. I used to eat there all the time, eat there when I come home. So um, that video is going viral, which is... Yes. <laughs> And I got the numbers too. I looked it up. Uh, Seventy, almost seventy-five thousand likes just for that one TikTok. Twelve thousand shares. So that, yes. that's that's gonna be cool, not just for you, but for Kings and for Kinston. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the comments. Oh my God, people didn't know even they have been to Kings. They didn't know they had the pig and the pup, or they didn't know about Kings, and because they're in another town, and they said, "I'm going this weekend," and people were looking up to see how far of a drive it was from out of state. So amazing for, for Kings to be able to, you know, hopefully get some new customers out of, out of a video. I think it's great. It is great for sure. And Kings is fantastic. I had one, uh, I was down in Kinston right before Christmas and I had a pig and a puppy and it's, it's one of my favorites and, uh, and a lot more people now know about it because of you. Very cool. You talk about going viral. Uh, your numbers on TikTok are insane. Uh, 540,000 followers, 5 million likes. Uh, yeah. I mean, 25,000 followers on Instagram. Does it kind of blow your mind when you think about it that, that you're just kind of sharing your love of food and, and people are really gravitating to it? It definitely has blown my mind. I never thought that I love cooking. I've been cooking my whole life. My blog started way before TikTok. I didn't think I was this person, right? This video person. I would take pictures of my food and share it on my, my website, just how I, you know, how I would make things. But I never recorded a video showing people how I made things until TikTok. Until the pandemic, TikTok was like the latest, you know, craze. And my stepdaughter taught me how to, how to, how to use it. And I said, maybe I can show people how I make my food on TikTok. And that's how I started. April, I think March or April of 2020. I started making cooking videos. You know, the, the pandemic, the coronavirus pandemic changed all of our lives in some way, shape or form. And it seems like it really changed your life to have this opportunity to, to go in this direction in a, in a huge way. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the support that I've gotten, not just on TikTok, and Instagram, but even my, my family and friends, you know, they have pushed me to not only change my, you know, Change my blogging not into a business. So spilling the sweet tea was not a LOC up until I started gaining traction on social media. And I said, wow, I can really, you know, um, take things to the next level because I am so passionate about cooking. Um, and, you know, I get so much encouragement from, from people on social media and they give me suggestions. People will send me emails and, you know, leave me comments to say, Hey, have you thought about doing this? Or have you talked to this person? Or, you know, so I really appreciate all the love and support I get on social media. It's, it's amazing. But that's not all you do because, you know, not everybody's on social media. Not everybody has access to the Internet for your blog. But you've now got some cookbooks out for the more traditional people who want to look through the cookbook and, and figure out how they're going to make something. Yes, yes. So in March of last year, I, re I released um, All About the Jam. So like I said, my mom taught me how to make um, preserves. So we would make peach preserves and pear preserves when I was a kid. And... In the pandemic, I got like a bushel of peaches um, from the peach truck and I made too many peaches. And my husband said, Carlina, these peaches are so good. You should, you should sell them. I was like, nobody's gonna wanna buy my peaches, peach preserves. 
And he, he really, really pushed me. I said, okay, well, let's do a pop-up shop. And I put it out on Facebook and said, at the end of my driveway, I'm going to be selling peach and raspberry jam and cookies. I think I had cookies and cupcakes and things. I sold out that day. I had people come and support. And then they said, well, can you ship it to me? And I said, I don't know how to ship jam. But we figured it out. And we've been shipping jam ever since. Um, and then I got the idea to do the cookbook. And the cookbook just focuses on recipes where you can use jam to maybe make a cocktail or an appetizer or, or a dessert and just give people additional ideas on how to use jam outside of on a piece of toast. So that's kind of how that came to be. <laughs> and you've got a children's cookbook too, right? I have a children's book. So it's an alphabet book. My daughter is six years old. Like I said, she loves to help me cook all the time. And I got the idea to write an alphabet book that shows shows kids the uh, talks tells kids about cooking techniques and kitchen tools just to teach them that ABCs of cooking because I really feel like cooking is a life skill every kid should know like some of the basics um so when I'm you know in the kitchen with my daughter I'm like Maya this is a whisk W is for whisk and I just got the idea to write this alphabet book to teach kids about the ABCs of cooking so really to empower them and to introduce them to the joy of cooking you know, I remember, you know, when I was in high school and middle middle school, we had, you know, the home economics class. I'm, maybe that still happens. I don't know. But at least you're taking it upon yourself to make sure to let kids know, hey, this is something you can do. It's easy. It's fun. And it will help you later in life. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I had home economics, too. I don't even know if it does exist anymore. But I think it's I think it's much needed because I do feel like can't go through drive through all the time. You have to load some <laughs> some basics of cooking, you know, so. Speaking of going through the drive-thru, is there any uh, restaurant, you know, like a Bojangles or a cookout or, or any local places here in Eastern North Carolina that you miss now that you're living up in Maryland? Bojangles. I, I don't know. I have done a few Bojangle, Bojangles recipes uh, just because I do miss, like we do have a Bojangles here in Maryland, but they don't have certain um, things on the menu that you can get in Kinston. The cheddar bow biscuit yes. is not. The cinnamon twist is not here. So recently I did the cinnamon twist over because I was craving the cinnamon twist. And I know they've taken it off the menu in some, several locations, but you can still get it at Kenston. So Bojangles is definitely one of my favorite places to eat, as well as King's Barbecue <laughs> when wow. I come home. Those are two places I have to have to get, get when I come home. A lot of great food uh, all across Eastern North Carolina, but especially down in Kenston for sure. Yes. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time with us today. I know you're busy because uh, you've got a, a regular nine to five job, right? I do. I do. I am a sales representative and, you know, I cook at night and, you know, edit my videos and post um, when I'm when I'm not working. But I do. I really love sharing my passion for food. It's amazing to me how these videos have reached even across the world. I actually just did a cooking demo for the folks in Australia right after Christmas. Apparently, collard greens and candy yams, they are fascinated with Southern food. So I had a travel and um, radio host reach out to me and said, I love your videos. The people of Australia love collard greens. They've never had them. And I would love for you to do a cooking demo to show people how to make collard greens and candy yams. Um, so I got the opportunity to do that right after Christmas. And 
I, it's amazing to me that, you know, people in different parts of the world are fascinated with Southern food because we have the best food. <laughs> it's Southern food for us because of the Southern United, you know, it's the Southern United States for them. They're in the Southern hemisphere, a whole different meaning of Southern food, I guess. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But they are really infatuated with, um, you know, food from the U.S. and Southern food particularly. So I'm just, I'm just, amazed at, at everything that has come my way since I started making these videos. Anything else you want people back home to know about what you're doing and, and what you're maybe looking forward to doing in the future? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely looking to take my jam brand to the next level. So, you know, be on the lookout for that. That is something I'm working very hard to do. Um, and I just really appreciate all of the love and support. You know, when I go and look at the hashtag Eastern North Carolina on TikTok, you know, there's so many people from where I'm from that are rooting me on and leaving comments and, and um, you know, leaving me messages like, oh, my grandmother used to make a sweet potato pudding and I didn't know how to make it because she passed away and I didn't get a chance to get the recipe. You know, unlocking childhood memories for people who, you know, grew up on the type of food I grew up on. It just means a lot. And I just am so grateful for all the love and support. So I really well, appreciate it. And my thanks to Carlina for taking the time via Zoom to talk with us here in Eastern North Carolina and show her hometown of Kinston a little bit of love. She's been doing it on social media, on TikTok and Instagram for years now. But here's a chance to talk with us at WNCT9 to know what she's all about. And boy, she does some great things. And if you like good food, and let's be honest, who doesn't? Check out her blog, some great recipes. Check out her TikTok to kind of see how she does it. She's funny. She's creative. She's smart. And she's really uh, repping Eastern North Carolina well in her hometown of Kenston. Again, if you haven't seen the video feature, go to WNCT.com, click on the On Your Side tab, and find the People in Places page where you can watch the video feature on Carlina Davis and all the other People in Places I've featured over the last couple of years. My thanks again to Carlina Davis spilling the sweet tea, talking about her life as going viral on social media. That's it for this edition of the People in Places Extra podcast. I'm Ken Watlington. Hope you'll join me next time.